Welcome back to the Balance Bowley podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpen. Always excited to be in the place with you. Listen, this one is such a good one for so many levels. Taking layered and complex data and turning it into beautiful sense-making art that's not only consumed, but admired by your clients and your audience is just one core way our next guest has made her name in the strategic communications world. Natalia Tokoska founded Natalka Design and is on a mission to use visual communication to inspire change and progress. Can it get any better than this? Natalia, how are you today? I'm great. Nikita, can you please work with me on my PR? Because this was fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely. Take me with you anywhere you go. <laughs> you just made my day. Thank you so much for this introduction. Lovely to meet you. Oh, same. I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit of some of the work you've been doing in the world, literally all over the world for big and smaller companies that are challenge with standing above all the noise that's happening in the digital world today? Yeah, no. So I've been lucky enough and grateful to be able to run the business now 12 years, launched in London by working globally, got a team in place. And basically we help companies with an obstacle. There's some sort of obstacle in their strategy, um, in their storytelling, in the way they communicate. That's why we get a call and it could be the campaign needs to really land and we need to win that one. Otherwise, it's going to be really tough out there. Or our strategy, we paid so much to the consultants and it's not getting the traction and the engagement that we want. Or there's a, a station to be designed and we really need to speed up the process of thinking how we're going to get there, how we're going to ideate this journey of from A to Z, building that station. Can you help us to bring it to life and visualize it? There's a tons of different case studies that I don't even know how we found ourselves sometimes in. <laughs> and But it, it's all going down to the core one thing. There's an obstacle and we are there to help to strategize what is the best way to jump through that, to get rid of that pain, and bring the whole rainbow of visual solutions that can get us to leverage that message, to get us to move that needle for that client and whatever else is that goal. So it's been it's been a wild journey and I'm loving it because it's always different. I guess that's why it keeps me really interested. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You hit uh, a really important thing that I don't want to skip over. It's something that you just kind of slid in there with, an example of when a company has already paid strategic consultants a lot of money because, you know, the process is, you know, expenses is subjective technically, you know, different people qualify that differently, but overall it's not $5, right? Like it's, it's definitely a little bit of money. And often when companies have already paid a, a larger sum of money to advisors, to experts, to help them, 
there's some rigidity, some fear of bringing in a quote unquote, another company to help them when they thought the previous company that they might still simultaneously be working with was supposed to do. And because you've dealt with that, and I know a lot of our listeners here are entrepreneurs and high level execs that are constantly dealing with this with their prospects and current customers. What are some of the ways that your company has been able to make the interested party more comfortable with your services, with knowing like, no, this won't be a repeat mistake. This won't be an issue. Our process and our outcomes, because I've seen some of your beautiful outcomes on your website, they are very different. They do truly speak for themselves. But when you've got into your body, into your feelings, when you're looking at your budget and you're like, wait a minute, I just pay X number of thousands of dollars. How, how do I now feel more comfortable with some of the things that your team has been able to do to help companies feel secure in their investment in your company? No, that's a really great question. Number one thing, it's, it's uh, no company wants to risk. That's like number one thing a company yeah. is fearing. And actually, when we think about it, any human doesn't like risk. Come right? on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's just in life, we want to stay away from risk. And as you just said very eloquently, if they do put a lot of uh, time and money into creating some sort of important strategy, plan, whatever that is, they all need, especially at that level where it's so many people involved and so many stakeholders, it needs to work. Otherwise, what happens? What happens? Right. They lose money. They, they get into trouble. So... Of course, number one thing that we always suggest once they work with us, they're like, oh, next year we're going to do the strategy with you guys. <laughs> and it's not kind of like almost like, oh, we are next to the big four or anything like that. It's just we will take you through that process in a different way because if you're stuck at the end of the day, something's off, right? Yeah. Um, and if they have already paid and it sits there, uh, just like you said as well, we have a process in place. Every time I speak to a client, of course, I always say you own this process, you own this literally buying process. So you pick where do you want us to help? But I always take them, uh, you know, if they are willing through a process that we've developed now for how many years that works and it's nothing. It's also not changing everyone's life. There's a discovery part. There's a there's a audit. There's a research. There's an execution and there's taking care of what's happening after not just leaving them and saying, good luck. We hope it's good. Call us next year. It's actually holding their hands through that process because, as you say, it can look risky. Yeah. It can be difficult to kind of like, oh, I'm, I need to invest now to another thing or something. But mm-hmm. I guess the process and what they see, as you said on the page, it looks different because what happens is you've got that strategy, you've got that plan, but now we're going to. Uh, try to bring it to life because people need to understand what they're seeing there. They need to relate to it. They need to get an emotional connection with what are these bullet points and all these numbers. I understand you want me to get the company there and uh, I understand you want me to do all these sales, but show me how, show me the process, show me how the company is going to work throughout, throughout that year or two. What, what are my you know, levers? Who can I go to and speak? What is the team that I should be thinking about? What are the budgets? Whatever. So people just need to understand, to get inspired, to act. So yeah. the, the obstacle that we're finding they're in often is they've done the due diligence, they've mm-hmm. done the work, but it's, it's then they throw it out into the world, into their team. And there's a bit of cricket sound because no one kind of put that energy enough 
in a human understood emotional way to kind of go, I'm, I'm bought in. I get it. Let's yeah. do this. Now it makes sense. So the make the sense making, I guess we almost kind of were introduced to that concept because I didn't know that's kind of what it can be called in mm-hmm. some of the parts of the business. Mm-hmm. It's called sense making. It can be called, you know, visualization, data visualization, kind of creating that emotional connection with that information that you have so that people can act. Otherwise we get a lot of, I, I will send this and let's see how we get on. It's yeah. just not enough. So I guess we're that gap between that, that information and inspiration to act. Yeah. You're like a, a surgical translator in so many different ways. Like I hear you talking about surgery, basically with your clients trying to help to extract the things that are not where they're supposed to be because it's causing havoc, which is all the data and the numbers, the information without the relatability, without the emotional connection. And you guys are going into them, if you will, into their brain, into their conversation, into their, you know, personal processes and helping them share with you what it is they're really trying to say. So you can create something, your team that translate, translates what they're ultimately trying to get through to their core audience, whoever that may be, other vendors, other companies that they're trying to maybe sell their services to or to sell their business to and all the other layers. Like, I think that's pretty, pretty dope. You kind of have two major fields leveraged into one where most people wouldn't necessarily think that if they just looked at your website and saw the beautiful outcomes, they don't understand the process that you guys had to get go through that surgery that you had to do to extract all that information out of that company, out of that core team that sat with you to be able to relay it in such a seamless and easy and beautiful way. Because that's a lot when you're trying to get stuff out of people's head, right? <laughs> like, oh, I need yeah. you to give and, it to me. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, well, first of all, again, can you be our PR, please? <laughs> that was beautifully put again. And you just remind us how, to be fair with you, it's my job to actually, we will be putting more educational pieces on how the process works. Because yeah. you're right, sometimes for people, it's quite almost intimidating. They come to us and they're like, this looks amazing, but what are, how did that come about? You like go away for a month and you come back with this beautiful expression of what we want to do. Yeah. No, we sit down with you. We have a lot of chats. We screen share in real time, your conversations and draw as you speak so that it speeds up and accelerates the process for you. So you understand what you're actually talking about more. You don't need to do notes and post-it notes and get distracted. You just stare together one story and you almost organize it like a Lego piece. And you get there faster and you get there stronger. So that's definitely kind of on us to explain that process better. So thank you for reminding me that because I feel like sometimes it is a bit of a welcome to this magical world. And (laughs) once we speak to people, they understand it. But if it's not necessarily, uh, I think, yet well enough, um, you know, kind of maybe communicated. So there you go. My communication lessons every day. But yeah, there's something about, I think there's a lot of psychology. I'm a fan of psychology, human brain. We're all about human-centered design and uh, approach. And we use a lot of techniques in our work that literally uh, from, you know, eye tracking to how the brain works to how we read usually from left to right, how we, again, sense make something that action should be on the right-hand side and how we get there. So we're so particular with how information usually is 
kind of taken by yeah. a human and there's so much behind it so um but there's something magical that happens when we see things most of us if we're lucky enough to have eyesight and i'm speaking very you know kind of uh, openly about it because i don't want to assume yes um but if we do have that power and and we are allowed to see then it, it's just so much more powerful in terms of connection with information when we see we believe more we we get it more we get more compelled to do something we get more interested it's becoming more personal yeah. so the usual reactions from people are wow it looks like it mattered what i said because it's there mm-hmm. wow i can now see where we're going literally see and those sort of kind of comments so we literally kind of uh, to be fair with you the whole work that we do is all pushed by psychology by data and by proof that that's how we relay to information, process it, understand it, and then again, act. Because yeah. that's what we want at the end of the day. I don't want you to go there and clap and be impressed with it. I want you to start conversations, make it, a, use it as a prompt, use it as a sales or whatever tool you want, and then act. Yeah, That's where the change comes. So I'm very interested in that kind of like, give me the pragmatic, give me the real stuff. No, don't just make pretty things for the sake of it. Yeah, I, I love that part about you. That's something that I will say what made me drawn to you as a feature expert for this show is that it's not, and there's nothing wrong with art, right? Like we, we love art. We all want to see and feel and experience beautiful things. Aesthetic intimacy is a very real thing that can help ignite us in so many ways. And in parentheses, you go a step further. You're really trying to evoke a change and create what we would call a new multi-generational imprint by the progress that's being created from your ultimate process that you you and your team are in. And that actually inspired me to reach out and say, okay, we really want to make sure that we have you on the show once we had spoke with your team and, and all the things. And you standing out that way, you trying to do something bigger begs the question, why? What led you to create Nataka Design? Like what made you say, I don't want to just be an artist. Like clearly you you have artistry in your bones, right? Like you could do that. And I don't just want to be a strategic communicator because you could have easily went and worked for one of the big four, right? And became an executive and ran up the ranks. But what made you step out of yourself and do something bigger with a deeper purpose to change the world. Oh, Nikita, I always say there's an espresso version and a wine version. Which one do we have? I bet with, with our time is for espresso, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so um, it is one of those, if, if someone wants to delve deeper, there's their TEDx's that I've done, a few mm-hmm. other talks online. So I'm always happy to share if anyone wants to kind of delve into that story. But it's a mix of, I would say, the right time, yeah. the right moment, yeah. a bit of luck, because there's always luck, I think, involved in anything we do, and uh, just the right everything. And uh, that, for me, was being frustrated with the work that I was in. I came to London 15 years ago. I was supposed to just study, go home. I ended up uh, working as an art teacher, which I loved and I adored, but I knew that's not my journey where I want to kind of, let's say, end up my career. Then I went into startup world. Of course, you know, not what I would think, you know, all too many hours, not enough pay, confusion, not the right place, not the right time for me. And then I met my then mentor. And it sounds easy. How did you meet him? I tweeted him like many other people at that time, Twitter was really big and I was very fascinated, I guess, coming from country like Poland where 
the kind of concept of networking wasn't necessarily, unless you're in a big city, a thing, I would say, and not then. And I was like, what is this like meeting people, going for coffees? What is that? I was very curious as a person. As you say, I had my art in me. So I was doing the whole 10,000 hours. You know, I've done, I, I always call it the longest internship in my life. <laughs> so I've done the art. Mm-hmm. I always was quite entrepreneurial, I guess. I had my first business at 17, selling hand-painted pillows. Like I was always up to something. Yeah. So there was always that little seed of like, I'm curious mm-hmm. to do something with myself, but I don't know what. And I met my mentor and uh, he basically said yes to a coffee. And I was very like, oh my God, I need to put my art together. I I hope I make sense. And he really changed my life in that moment. His name uh, is Darren Robson. Mm. Unfortunately, recently he passed away, which is very, very sad for me. But um, he changed my life because in that hour, he showed me that I, I am something that I didn't know I am then. It's one of those moments where someone sees something in you before you see it. Yes. And in kind of, to be more kind of specific, he took me under his wing, six months of intense mentorship, which I never experienced in my life, showed me the way in business. I set up my website. I, you know, I kind of started running around doing a lot of things for free. He also supported me financially for that time, which no one, I don't think, does normally. It's not an everyday thing. I'm, yeah. I'll be forever, you know, in depth for that. And just it will, that's why I say luck and the right moment, and mm-hmm. I guess my energy, and mm-hmm. all combined, longer, of course, version there. Twelve years in the business and being so so grateful for that moment because I don't think it would happen. Definitely not in that way, and not with that sort of acceleration. So, um, hopefully that's in a pill. Yes. And it was, it was a very good and tolerable pill. So thank you for <laughs> giving it, right? Like you gave it to, in the perfect dose. That was absolutely perfect. Now you can do a 60 second version of a Ted talk, right? <laughs> Instead of the other international versions that you've done. When you talked about your experience, your journey, you know, going to London, anticipating it being one thing and it being something completely different. What I heard was not only your resilience, your tenaciousness and your boldness. And those are things that I think everyone who is at minimum entrepreneurial. And I say minimum because you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be great. You don't have to be a founder to be great. Those are all beautiful paths to greatness, but they're not the only ones. But one of the things that are crucial to that, because some of the resilience is internal, right? It's innate. It's nothing you could do other than be born at the time that you were born with it. But when you're tenacious and you're willing to continue to strive and continue to strive and continue to strive, even when things don't make sense, which is slightly different than the resilience of even when things are obstacles against you, when you're doing that, because you could have lost your mentorship three months in instead of six months in, and you were holding on and being very tenacious to take everything that you were given and to level it up and to do that. But it started with your boldness. You were bold by sending a tweet, even 15 years ago or 12 years ago. That was bold then. Most people would have just people watched on Twitter and said, one day, someday, I wish I could. I, I want to be one of those people, but never actually taken that step. And you did that, Natalia. That is, 
that is how you balance boldly, right? Like that, that is what literally set your life up into a new direction that you didn't even see coming. And I think the world is a better place because you did that. That's really kind of you. I mean, I think every time if I get to speak to young people or in companies or whatnot, doesn't matter. We're all, we're all humans, what, whichever part of life we're in. I always, that's my like almost mission now to say it will never be perfect. Just share what you do. If something's in you, of course, if you've got that need or you want to try something, as you said, it doesn't have to be, you need to like start a business tomorrow, but we all are good at something. We're all passionate about something. We all... Um, would have circles of people that would appreciate it, even if it's like you love cooking, but you feel a bit lonely in that space because no one, like, either you can't talk to anyone about it or your friends don't really care. It can be on that level or it can be, I want to start a unicorn. Just share and talk to people and connect. You never know who you're going to bounce off of your ideas. You never know what can come, come out of it. And I went into that meeting without any expectations. I was just so giddy. I was excited. I was so like, wow, he wants to meet me. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and if you have that energy, I hope I hold that energy until I'm gray and old, if I get to be here, because it just really doesn't matter how old are we or who are we, what's our background. It's, I, I'm a true believer in connecting with people, sharing what you do, sharing your work, being curious. And I think that's something that really, really led me and has been, you know, a great friend of mine to be very grateful for life and just continue what I do and be every day I wake up, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen today? And nothing might happen, you know, might be the most boring day in front of laptop and I'll be tired (laughs) and a bit over it or have an imposter day or something normal. But then the next day I'll be all again, like, ooh, maybe I'll meet someone today or something will happen. Yeah. I love that you lead your life with curiosity and adventure and a little play, that giddiness that you talked about, that it does matter. Like, you know, without getting woo-woo and going into a whole nother episode direction, there's just so many benefits to waking up and feeling like, how can it get better than this? Like what, what else can absolutely be wondrous in this day? It matters on so many levels, which brings me to the question, you know, I ask all of my favorite experts, how do you give yourself permission to pause? Oh, that's such a good <laughs> question. I'm going to put on my board after. There's many ways. I sometimes wish I could be better at it. But if I do get to be mindful and think about it, I like actually solitude. A lot of the times I think I'm one of those people that I get a lot of energy from being with other people, but equally to be with them and be the best version of myself and take all that in. I love a bit of time on my own, which could mean I go and run every day or walk or do Pilates. I love my little coffee stop in my favorite with my, and have a chat with my favorite barista. I know I can do that coffee at home and it's cheaper, but I like the experience and I like my little notes or I'll read something. Um, or it could be listening to music or it could be just peacefully spending one of the evenings at home and not feeling any FOMO. Actually, I learned recently there's something called JOMO. Which is... Oh, yes, I like like that. I like that, like, turn on that, because, like, FOMO has been created to make us all feel like we don't do enough, we don't see enough people, we're missing out on all this great stuff happening around us, everyone's got better lives than us, Uh and actually... 
there's space for everything and sometimes i feel like we're all overdoing it and the like i'm excited tomorrow i'm gonna stay at home nikita and i'm going to play music i'll make myself lovely food and it'll be lovely yeah simple I, I, I'm about this life. I could, I consider myself and many of the clients I attract are the lazy overachievers. Like we, our accomplishments speaks for themselves, but we like the Jomo that you're talking about and coming off the grid and being okay with how you take your permission to pause and literally fill yourself up with all oh. the experiences and the joy, no matter how quiet and small it might feel to someone else to just talk to a barista and go to your favorite coffee shop or listen to music. But those things are literally filling you up. So it overflows into all of the innovation and all of the great work that you and your team are doing. That's how you live life. (laughs) I I think you need that balance and everyone's different, but Mm -hmm. what is it for you? Right. What is your, and what is your listeners? And like, if you know that, or you find that that's kind of, I think we all need a bit of that balance so that when you do show up in those big moments or with people, or you're trying to, you know, build a unicorn or tweet someone, you have that energy for that. So I I truly believe it's important, especially my thirties, go on my forties. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't get me started. I'm about to, throw my maracas through this screen and <laughs> shaking them for you because yes, yes, and yes to all of it. How can people connect with you and learn more about the great work that you and your team are doing over at Natalka Design? So we're everywhere, natalkadesign.com, which is N-A-T-A-L-K-A design.com. You can find us on social and website, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Natalia Talkowska. I know it's a mouthful and it's a very Polish name, but once you go into the website, you'll see it, copy it, paste it. There I am. Feel free to say hi. Yeah. And we'll make it easy for everyone because we will have every link listed at the bottom of the show notes. So wherever you are listening to this on your Peloton, walking outside with your dog, your frog or your cat or your toddler, you'll be able to link back and and get all of the information because it's important. We want people to be able to connect with you because you're clearly a connector. And I'm always, you know, inspiring everyone to be so as well. So we're all, we just need to exercise it a bit more if it's a bit like shy for some of us. Yeah. Mm, You can say that again. Thank you so much for coming, for carving out time out of your day over there in London at the end of your day, hopefully, (laughs) and not just the middle. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely now treat it as an end because I came to this podcast and I said, I'm in the middle of my day, Nikita. And then I'm like, no, you're not. You need to like treat it as the end of the day. So you just reminded me that. So thank you for having me as well. You're welcome. Balance Bowley listeners, thank you again for staying to the end and playing with us. If you are brand new to the show, I want you to get used to something juicy with me. I ask, A-S-K-S, and I have an ask for you. I want you to think of at least one person in your ecosystem that you know could benefit from hearing Natalia's story. And I want you to share this episode with them without context. The only extra thing you could say is something like, heard this dope interview, thought of you, and just share it. Let the person that you're thinking of be fed in their own way without your spiciness on it. 
And then I want you to make sure that you subscribed so that you can actually get notifications about all the amazing other experts that we feature here week after week after week, because we are going into, I don't know, something like our seventh year. I can't even keep up. We started this particular show in 2016. So I want to make sure that we can continue this, this play that we're doing together. Outside of that, I will see you on the other side of the moon. So I want you to go and continue to enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it boldly.